Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Eliezer Sherwinter. Mesechas Yevamis has been dedicated Le'ilo Nishmas Reb Meir Yehuda Ben Reb Pesach Avram. Now Bezos Hashem up to the Gemara and Daf Amen Hey Amen Aleph. Before we start the Gemara on Daf Amen Hey Amen Aleph, I would like to go back to the Gemara before on Daf Amen Zalad Amen Beis. The Gemara refers back to that that we learned that Ein Isha Mesaberes Bebiyarishena that a lady cannot become uberes with the first beer. The Gemara asks, Tamar became uberes with the first beer. Omar lay, the Gemara answers, Tamar be'etzba miacha. Tamar was not a besua at the time of her first beer. And for that reason, Tamar could become uberes with her first beer, since at the time of her first beer, she was no longer a besua. The Gemara goes on to ask, Vahavu er va'inon. Why is it necessary to say that Tamar was Miyacha Be'etzba, and for that reason she was able to become Uberes with her first Bia? It was not her first Bia. She was already Niveles to er va'inon. The Gemara answers, er va'inon shimshu And since er va'inon were Meshameh for that reason, Tamar's Bia with Yehuda was her first Bia. And for that reason, if not for the fact that Tamar was miyacha be'etzba, we would say that Ein Isha Mishaberes Habirishena and Tamar would not have been able to become Uberes with her first Bia. The Gemara asks, Meisvei Koesrim Varbaa Chidesh, Dosh Mebifnim Vizirim Mibachot, Divir Rabbi Eliezer. The whole 24 months in which a Tinaik is Yainik, those 24 months after a Tinaik is born, Rabbi Eliezer holds that a bow is dosh mebifnim vizirim mibachotz in order to make sure that his wife does not become a muberes and she will no longer be able to nurse. For that reason, the halacha is according to Rabbi Eliezer that he is dosh mebifnim vizirim mibachotz to make sure that she cannot become a muberes. Omruleich Chachamim told Rabbi Eliezer halaluena yawa kamaisa arvainan if the bow would be dosh mebifnim vizirim mibachotz. He will be doing the same Maisa as Ervainon. From here the Gemara proves that the Maisa Ervainon was Dosh Mebifnim Vizir Mibachot, but they were Meshamesh Kedarkon. And since they were Meshamesh Kedarkon again, this was not the first Bia with Tamar. And therefore there is no reason to say that Tamar was Miachabetzba because Tamar was already Nevelas to Ervainon. The Gemara answers, Kemaisa Ervainon Vuloi Kemaisa Ervainon. That 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 we said, that if someone is dosh mebifnim vizirim mebachotz, he is acting like erva inon, it does not mean exactly like erva inon. Erva inon were meshamesh shaloi kedarkon. If someone is dosh mebifnim vizirim mebachotz, he is being meshamesh kedarkon. Just he is being moiti zera levatola, like the mice of erva inon, that were meshamesh shaloi kedarkon. And since erva inon were meshamesh shaloi kedarkon, again, the bia that Yehuda was Bayel Tamar was her first Bia. And for that reason we have to say that Tamar was Miachabetzba, because if not for that, there is a rule of Ein Isha Mishaberes Pabia Rishayna, and how could Tamar become Uberes with her first Bia? From that that our Gemara says, that there is an Iser Tibidosh Mebifnim Vizirya Mibachotz, like the Maisa of Erva Einon, which was a Maisa of Bia Shalikadarka, Teisvis proves that there is an iser to be boyo shaloi kedarka. 
Tesis asks, in the Gemara, in the Dharam, from a base, the Gemara says that there is a hatter to be boil one's wife, Shaloi Kedarka. And so too, Tesis says, one sees in the Gemara and Sanhedrin, Daphnon Chesam, a base. As far as Yisrael is concerned, Yisrael is allowed to boil his wife, even Shaloi Kedarka. Tesis answers two Tirutzim. The first Haritz Tesis says, is that that we find in our Gemara that there is an Iser to Boyo Shalai Kedarka is because we are talking about that he's being Moitzi Zara On the other hand, in the Gemara and Adarim, and in the Gemara and Hedrin, that from there one sees that there is a Heter to Boyo one's wife Shalai Kedarka is referring to a Bia without being Moitzi Zara. If one is Boyo Shalai Kedarka without being Moitzi Zara, that is Mutter. And that is what the Gemara and the Dharam and Sanhedrin are referring to, that one was Bayo without being Moitzi Zara. And therefore he was not either on the Isra of being Moitzi Zara Levatala. Tesis has another Teret, V'oi Damari, Do'oi Choshev Kemaisa Er V'oinon Elok Shemeskaven Lahashchis Zara V'rogel La'asayis Kain Tomid. That that there is an Isra in our Gemara to Bayo Shalekadarka with Eitzah Zara is only if one has intention Lashchazera. And Tesis heads on in other condition, Virogela says Kain Tamid. is constantly Boyo Shaloi Kedarka. Only then is it also to Boyo Shaloi Kedarka. But Tesis goes on to say, Avo Bakroi Baoma once in a while, Miss Avel Love Alishta, if one is a Taiva, Tibo Alishta Shaloi Kedarka, then it is Mutzer. Based on that, the Gemara and Adorim Darshan's Apostolic, that there is a Hetzer to boil one's wife, Shalai Kedarka. And that is what the Gemara and Adorim and the Gemara Sanhedrin is referring to. Once in a while, then there is a Hetzer to boil Shalai Kedarka, even with Hetzah Zerah. The obvious cash is, just because it is once in a while, why is that a reason that there is a Hetzer to boil Shalai Kedarka? What happened to the Isser of being Moitzi Zerah Levatola? Before we explain Tesfis, I'd like to go back to the Ikram Achleikes between Rabbi Eliezer and Chachamim. Again, Rabbi Eliezer says that the 24 months in which a Tinek is Yenik, those 24 months, the halacha is that a Baal is Dosh Mebifnim Vizirimibachot, in order to make sure that his wife does not become Uberes. She will no longer be able to nurse for that reason, the halacha is that the Baal is Dosh Mebifnim Vizirimibachot. Chachamim argue, and Chachamim say, Alolo, Enoi, Elo, Kamaisa, Ervainen. There is no such hatter. Since being dash, Mifnim, Vizayu, Mibachot, is similar to the Maisa, Ervainen, for that reason, there is no hatter to be dash, Mibifnim, Vizayu, Mibachot. Now, one has to understand, what is the Pshat in Rabbi Eliezer? Why does Rabbi Eliezer say that there is a hatter to be dash, Mifnim, Vizayu, Mibachot? What happened to the Isser of being Maitzi, Zara, Levatala? And even if you will tell me, that the reason why Eliezer says it is mutter to be darsh mevnim v'zerim v'achotz is because he is worried about the sakonas hatinek. That if he is not darsh mevnim v'zerim v'achotz, his wife might become a muberes, and she will no longer be able to nurse. But still, what is the hetter to boil in the first place? Let him not be boil. If we are worried about the sakonas hatinek, let him just not be boil. What is his hetter to boil, and be darsh mevnim v'zerim v'achotz? To answer this kasha, we find there are Moshe, Negris Moshe, Ebenezer, Simon, Samach Gimel, says the following Yisoid, 
The Rabbi Eliezer understands that, that there is a halacha, that there is an iser to moitzi zara levatola. What does levatola mean? Rabbi Eliezer understands that levatola means for no purpose. And therefore, Rabbi Eliezer understands that as far as the first 24 months are concerned, since there is a purpose in his be'ilah, in order to mekayim the mitzvah of Aina, and the only way for him to be boil without putting the tinek into a situation of sakana is only by being dosh mebifnim vizoyam ibachot. For that reason, Rabbi Eliezer understands that we do not consider that haitzah zera as a tzah zera for no purpose. Since the purpose of that Hitzah Zerah is in order to enable him to boil a Kaya Mitzvah without putting his child into Sakana. And that is why Rabbi Eliezer says that there is a Hetzer to be Dosh Mebifnim Vizirah Mibachotz. Now one has to understand that there are Bonan argue on Rabbi Eliezer. And Rabbanan say that there is no Hetzer to be Dosh Mebifnim Vizirah Mibachotz. Is it because Rabbanan understands that Levatola does not mean for no purpose? But rather they understand that that, that there is an iser to moitzi zera levatola levatola means to be moitzi zera without the purpose of having children. That is how our Bonin understand levatola. And for that reason our Bonin understand that there is no heter to be dosh mevnim v'zeri mevachotz. Since that hitzah zera is not being done for the purpose of having children. Is that the pshat in Rabbanon? Or do we say that our Bonin agree that levatola means for no purpose whatsoever? Just Rabbanon understand that the act of being Zirya Mibachot is considered, Uvatoa is considered for no purpose whatsoever. And that, that it enables someone to be Boyo, is not enough to be considered for a purpose. Since there is no purpose in the actual Zirya Mibachot, it is just a Hechitimtza, it just allows someone to be Boyo, that is not considered that the Zirya Mibachot is a Zirya Litzayach. Therefore, it is considered a for no purpose whatsoever. But had there been a purpose in the actual Hitzah then Rabbanon agreed to Rabbi Eliezer that that is not considered Hitzah explains that as we see in Rashi before in Dafyud Beis, Rashi and Dafyud Beis, as is explained in Tesis later on in Dafyud understands that Rabbanon agreed to Rabbi Eliezer that the Isser Hitzah Zera Levatola is only if one is being Meitzi Zera for no purpose whatsoever. And for that reason, Rashi explains the Gemara before in Dafyid Base that if there is any Sakana involved in being boil one's wife, one is allowed to be Mishamesh Pemoich. We consider that Hitzah Zera is not being Meitzi Zera Levatola, since that Hitzah Zera is part of of his act of Bi'ilo, which is a kiyom of his mitzvah avayna. And therefore, even according to Rabbanon, it is not considered that he's being moitzi zera for no purpose whatsoever. Based on this, he said, Moshe goes on to explain the second teretz of Tesis. That, that Tesis says that there is a heter to boil shalei kedarka ba'akroi. That, that there is a heter to boil shalei kedarka sometimes. As Tesis goes on to say that he's being That is because that based on the drasha that the Gemara darshans in the Dharam that there is a heter to from there we learn out that a bia if the bia is being done 
Such a Hitzah is not considered a Hitzah for no purpose whatsoever. Such a Hitzah is considered a Hitzah for a purpose. Therefore, he is not being over the Isra of Hitzah But that is only Bakroi. If one does it constantly, as Ramesha says, then he's being And therefore, it is not considered Hitzah. And since it is not considered Hitzah, such a Hitzah is considered a Hitzah for no purpose whatsoever. And therefore, he is over the Isser of Hitzah of Atallah. The first Teretz of Tesis on the other end argues, and the first Teretz of Tesis understands, that the only time we consider the Hitzah Zerah as Hitzah Zerah for a purpose, is only if it is being done with Tzirach Mitzvah. If it is not being done with Tzirach Mitzvah, then it is still considered as if one is being mighty Zerah for no purpose. And therefore, according to the first Teretz of Tesis, even Bakroi, even once in a while, a Malais Ta'avasai, is still considered Hitzah Zera Levatola. And therefore, Tesis understands, which is how the Beis of Paskins, that that, that there is a heter to Boyosh Kedarka is only if one is not being Mighty Zera. If one is being Mighty Zera, then he is either the Isra of Hitzah Zera Levatola. Now let's go on to the next sugya. The Gemara brings down the following machoikes between Rabbi Yehuda and Chachamim. The Pasuk says that if an ish is shoichiv with an isha shechvah zera, then the isha becomes tamei tomah Then the isha becomes tamei till the evening. Now, there is machoikes between Rabbi Yehuda and Chachamim if a kala is included in this tumah. If an isha is neveles for the first time, do we say that the isha becomes tamei or not? Rabbi Yehuda understands that the Isha does not become Tomei, as the Gemara explains, since Ein Isha Mishaberes Babiya for that reason the Isha does not become Tomei with the first Bi'ila, Chachamim on the other hand argue, and Chachamim say that even though Ein Isha Mishaberes Babiya still an Isha does become Tomei even with the first Bi'ila. The Gemara goes on to explain that the Machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and Chachamim is based on how to darshan that that the Pasuk says Sheikh Vazara. Again, the Pasuk says that if an Ish was Sheikhiv with an Isha Sheikh Vazara, then the Isha becomes Tameya. What is the word Sheikh Vazara coming to be Mema'it? Chachamim understand that Sheikh Vazara is coming to be Mema'it Ha'ara. If one did not do a complete Bia, if all he did was the beginning of a Bia, then the Isha does not become Tameh. That is what the word Sheikh Vazara is coming to be Mema'it. Therefore, Chachamim say that the Pasuk says, Oysa, Vishachav Ish Oysa, Oysa, the word Oysa is coming to be Mamait Bia Shalai Kedarka. That if one was Bayo and Isha Shalai Kedarka, the Isha does not become Tomei. So again, according to Chachamim, there are two separate Roshes. From the word Shech Vazera, we are Mamait Tchilas Bia, that only with a complete Bia does the Isha become Tomei. From the word Oysa, we are Mimait Bia Shoy Kedarka. Only with the Bia Kedarka, only with the regular Bia, do we say that the Isha becomes Tameh. Rabbi Yehuda, on the other hand, argues. Rabbi Yehuda understands that from the word Sheikh Vazara itself, we are Mimait both Tchilas Bia and a Bia Shoy Kedarka. Both Bia Shoy Kedarka and Tchilas Bia are both Nismait from the same word Sheikh Vazara. And therefore, Esau is extra. 
What is Esau coming to be Mamait? For that reason, Rabbi Yehuda explains that Esau is coming to Mamait the first Be'ila. Since Zeynisha Mishaberes Be'erishena, for that reason, the Isha does not become Tameh with the first Be'ila. The Shara Melech in Hochas Yisurubiya Perakimah Alochat Hasvav and so too we find that Rav Shach and Avi Ezri in Hochas Shara Oves ask the following Kasha. What is the Pshat in Rabbanon who argue in Rabbi Huda and understands that we need a separate Drasha? We need one Drasha to tell me that an Isha does not become Tameh with Tchilas and we need a second Drasha to tell me that an Isha does not become Tameh with a Bia Shalei and from the word Shechvazera, we are only Memaet Tchilas Bia. And we are not Memaet Abiyah Shoikadarka. On the other hand, as far as a Shivcha Charufa is concerned, a Shivcha Charufa means a Shivcha that is Muras Asabrivi, Shivcha that is married to an Evadivri. That the Pasuk says that no one else is allowed to boil that Shivcha Kananis that is married to an Evadivri. And the Pasuk uses the words, the one is not allowed to boil that Shivcha Kananis that is married to an Eved Ivri with a Bia of Shechva And yet we find in the Gemara later on Daphnun Hayyam base that from that the Pasuk uses the word Shechva As far as the Isra of Shivcha Charufa is concerned, we are Memait both a Tchilas Bia and we are also Memait a Bia Shoykadarka. And we do not need a separate Miyot. To be mamait biyashoikadarka. So why in Argamar do Chachamim understand that we need two separate miutim? Rav Shach answers the kasha as follows: That by shivcha harufa, from that the pasuk uses the term shechvazera. The word shechvazera is coming to teach us what type of bia does one need. One needs a bia that with which she can become muberes. One needs a bia that could actually be mazria. And therefore, from the word Shechvazera that teaches us that one needs a Bia that has the potential of being Mazria, therefore, from the word Shechvazera, we are Memait both Ha'ara and a Bia Shoikadarka. Since both Ha'ara and the Bia Shoikadarka are not a Bia that are Roy Lazria, since a lady cannot become Uberes either from a Bia Shoikadarka or a Tchilas Bia. On the other hand, as far as our sugi is concerned, that that we are memayit from the word shechvazera, that an isha does not become tameh with a tchilas bia, only with a complete bia, does an isha become tameh? The word shechvazera is coming to teach us that an isha only becomes tameh with shechvazera. One needs shechvazera in order for the isha to become tameh. As Rav Shach explains, that 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 the Isha becomes Tomei, her Tomei is because she was Negas B'Shech Vazara, is because she touched Shech Vazara. And for that reason, one needs to have actual Shech Vazara in order for her to become Tomei. And that is what we learn out from the word Shech Vazara. And therefore, Shech Vazara can only be Memae Tchilas Bia. On the other hand, Shreikadarka, that has Shech Vazara, one needs a separate Pasek to teach us that even where you have Shech Vazara, Still, if the Bia was a Bia Shoikadarka, she does not become Tame with that Shechvazara. And for that reason, Chachamim understands that one needs two separate Miutim. One Miut to teach us that one needs to have actual Shechvazara. And second of all, Miut to teach us that only 
if the Shechvazera came about through Abiyah Kedarka, does the Isha become Tameh? And since that that we learn out, that an Isha does not become Tameh with a Tchilas Bia, is because there is no actual Shechvazera, for that reason the Rambam in Hulcha Sharovis HaTumas Perakei Alochi Yud says that if the Hara would have Shechvazera, if there would be actual Shechvazera, even though all he did was a Tchilas Bia, he did not do a complete Bia, still the Isha would become Tameh. Because there is nothing wrong as far as the actual Bia of Hara. What is missing is the fact that there is no Sheikh Vazara. And therefore, if one would have Sheikh Vazara, then the Isha would become Tameh. Rabbi Yehuda, who argues on Chachamim, and understands that from the word Sheikh Vazara, we are Mimayit, both the Bia Shoy Kedarka and Hara, is because Rabbi Yehuda understands that the word Sheikh Vazara is coming to teach us that one needs a certain type of Bia. One needs a Bia that has the potential for the lady to become a Meuberes. And only with such a Bia can the Isha become Tameh. And therefore we can be Mimayit both Hara and the Bia Shoykadarka from the same word Sheikh Vazara, just like we find by Shivcha Harufa. That we are Mimayit both Hara and Shoykadarka from the same word Sheikh Vazara. Therefore, according to Behuda, if one would do a Tchilas Bia, and one would have actual Hitzah still the Isha would not become Tameh. Since we are missing a Bia Haroi Lazria, we are missing a Bia that has the potential to make the Isha into a Meoberes. From Rav Shach it comes out that there is a fundamental Machloikes between Rabbi Yehuda and Chachamim as far as how to understand the Tumas Aisha. Do we say that the Tumas Aisha is a new Tumah? The Torah was Mechadesh, that an Isha that is Neveles becomes Tomei Tumas Erev. Is that how we are to understand the Tumas Haisha? Or do we understand that the Tumas Haisha is because of the Sheikh Vazara? It is a Sheikh Vazara that is being Metame the Isha. Just like anyone that is Negea the Sheikh Vazara becomes Tomei, so too the Isha becomes Tomei since she's being Negaas the Sheikh Vazara. That is the machloikes between Rabbi Yehuda and Chachamim. Rabbi Yehuda understands that the Tumas Haisha is a new Tumah. The Torah said that itself, that she was Neveles, she becomes Tameh. And the Tumah has absolutely nothing to do with Sheikh Vazara. That the Pasek says Sheikh Vazara is only coming to teach us through which type of a Be'ilah does she become Tameh. But there is no halacha that one needs to have actual Sheikh Vazara. And for that reason, Rabbi Yehuda is Mimayit, both Tchilas Bia and Shalai Kedarka from the same word Sheikh Vazara. Rabbanan on the other end argue, and Rabbanan understands that the Tumas Haisha is because of the Sheikh Vazara. And the word Sheikh Vazara is coming to teach us that it is the Sheikh Vazara that is making her Tameh. And therefore, one needs to have actual Sheikh Vazara. And for that reason, an Isha does not become Tameh with a Tchilas Bia if there was no Sheikh Vazara. Ramosha Negris Moshe Venezer Simonayim Base goes a step further. Ramosha says we find in the Mishnah Melech in Hilchas Pias Miktash Perakimo The Mishnah Melech says the following Chiddush that even though as far as Tchilas Bia is concerned, as we were Medaik before in the Rambam, the Rambam understands that 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 we say that an Isha does not become Tameh with Tchilas Bia is only if there was no actual Sheikh Vazara. If one had actual Sheikh Vazara, then even though all one had was a Tchilas Bia, still the Isha becomes Tameh. But the Mishnah Malach is Medayik. Let's say one had a Gemar Bia without Haitzah Zara. 
Let's say one did a complete Pia, and there was no actual Itzah Still, the Mishnah Melech says that the Isha will become Tameh. From the Mishnah Melech, Ramesha says that one sees that according to Chachamim, there are two separate Tumas. There is a Tumah of Sheikh Vazara, and there is a separate Tumah through that that she was Nevelis. If she had a complete Pia, even if there was no actual Itzah she still becomes Tameh. And therefore, since there are two separate Tumas, the Isha could either become Tameh because of the Sheikh Vazara, or she could become Tameh because she is an Eveles. For that reason, we say that if all that was done was a Tchilas Bia, still, if one had actual Itzah she becomes Tameh. And so too we say that if there was a complete Bia done, then even if there's no actual Itzah the Isha still becomes Tameh. That is how Ramesha explains what one sees in the Mishnah Melech. So again, according to Rav Shach, the Machoikes between Rav Yudah and Chachamim, is that the Yehuda understands that the Tumah Saisha is a new Tumah. That itself, that she was Nevelas, that is why she is Tameh. Chachamim on the other end argue, and Chachamim understand that the Tumah Saisha is because of the Sheikh Vazara. It is the Sheikh Vazara that is being Metameh the Isha. Ramesha explains that according to the Mishnah Melech, even according to Chachamim, there is a Tumah Sabi'ila. That itself, that she is Nevelas, that itself is a reason that the Isha becomes Tameh. This Chachamim understand that there is another Tumah as well. There is a Tumah Machma Sheikh Vazara. The Sheikh Vazara has the ability to metame the Isha. Let's go on to the next sugya. The Gemara refers back to that that we learned in our Mishnah. That by Shnayim Shekidshu Shte Nashim. If two people were Mekadesh to Nashim, Uveshaz Knisasan Lechopa at the time of Nisuan Echlifu Eshazelazeh. Which, as the Gemara explains, means that their wives got mixed up. Our Mishnah says the halacha is imhoyu kaihanais nifs luminachuma. Our Gemara asks, kaihanaisin, Yisraelis loy? Only if they are kaihanais they become pasuminachuma, and Yisraelis has not become suluminachuma? The Gemara goes on to explain that our Mishnah means imhoyu nishay kaihanim. If they were the wives of kaihanim, then they become pasuminachuma. The Gemara asks, nishay kaihanim in, nishay Yisraelim loy? Only if they were the wives of the Kehanim do they become Pasal Menachuma. Had they been the wives of Yisraelim, they would not become Pasal Menachuma. There of Sheishes proves from a Mishnah that Eishes Yisrael Shenensa, even though she is the wife of Yisrael, still, even though she is still Muteris Obayla. Since an Isha that was Nansa is still Muteris Obayla for Baal Yisrael, still the Alocha is Psua Likuhuna. And she is Psua Lichuma. The Gemara goes on to say, Oh my Rava Hachi Kamar, this is Pshat in our Mishnah. Im Hoyu Kaihanais Yisrael. If let's say they were Kaihanais that were married to Yisraelim, Nifs Luminachuma de Beinashayu, they can no longer. Eat Chuma. Now to explain our Gemara Shakovataria, if Nishay Yisraelim, if the wives of Yisraelim that were Nan, so if they become Pasal with Chuma or not, we find that Tesvis and the Balmar later on in the base explain that since Nishay Yisraelim Shenansu are still Mutaris Abalayan, as Rashi brings down by us, from that that the Pasuk says, 
that from there we learn out that as far as Yisraelim are concerned, if the wife of Yisrael was Nansa, she is still Muteres Abayla. For that reason I would have said that so too she is Muteres Lachuma. From here, Rebaran and Simon Yudawid proves the following Yisoid. That that, that an Eishas Yisrael was Mezana Beratzen is Asura Lubayla, is because she is considered a Zaina as far as her bow is concerned. And it is because that she is a Zaina that is why she is Asur on her bow. As Rebaran says, that one sees as well in the Gemara and Kedushan Dafayin Zayin on a base. The Gemara in Kedushan says the following Chiddush, that one can be Chayiv for one Isha for the following four Isurim, for the Isra of Almona, for the Isra of Grusha, Chalala Zayna, one can have an Isha, that one Isha is Asura with those four Isurim. And as the Gemara explains, as long as the Isurim came in that order, first she was an Almona, then she became a Grusha, then she became a Chalala, and then she became a Zayna, then we say, Iser Chalal Iser. The Iser Grusha is Chal on the Iser of Almona. The Iser Chalala is Chal both on the Iser Almona and the Iser Grusha. And the Iser Zayna is Chal on all the previous Isurim. The Gemara goes on to explain the reason why we say that all these Isurim are Chal on the previous Isurim, and there is no problem of Ein Iser Chalal Iser, is because all the Isurim are Mesif on the previous Isurim. For example, an Almona that became a Grusha. While she was an Almona, she was Asura Akain Gadol and Mutares Akain Hedjit. Once she became a Grusha, she became Asura on Akain Hedjit as well. And so to Chalala is considered an Iser Mesif, since as long as she was an Almona, or a Grusha, she was Muteres Betruma. Once she became a Chalola, she became Asura Betruma. The Gemara goes on to say that the reason why Zaina is considered an Isser Meisif is because Shem Znos Paisal be Yisrael. Which as Rashi explains that we find that the Shem Zaina is a Psal even as far as Yisrael is concerned. Since in Isha there was Mizana Tachas Baila. A lady that is married, the Wazmazana, becomes Asura on her husband. And therefore, the Shem Zaina is also considered an Isser Meisif. The Gemara one sees that the same Shem Zaina that is Pasua Kahuna, that is the same Shem Zaina that is Asura Rabaila. For that reason, since Shem Zaina is possible you saw, for that reason, it is considered an Isser Meisif. And this Isha becomes Asura for a Kayin as well because of the Isser Zaina. So again, from the Gemara and Kedushan one sees that that, that an Isha is Asura Rabaiwa is because of the Shem Zaina, which is the same Shem Zaina that is Asura and Psua Kahuna. Therefore, a Baron goes to say that I could have said that an Isha is Yisrael Shezinsa Ba'ines. Since in Aisha, as he saw, there was Mazana Ba'inis, his Muteris Obaiwa, from there one sees that the Torah does not consider her a Zaina. If this Nus was Ba'inis, she is not considered a Zaina. And therefore, since she is not considered a Zaina, so too I would have said that such an Isha that was in Sabainis is still Muteris Kahuna and Muteris Wachuma. Because we see from that that she is Muteris Obaiwa, that the Torah does not consider her a Zaina. 
and therefore she should not be considered a zina, even as far as Psol Kahuna is concerned. For that reason, we need a Chiddush that even so she is still Psol Kahuna, and she is still Asura Lachuma. That that she is Asura Lachuma and Psol Kahuna, even though as far as her bow is concerned, she is not considered a zina, is a Machloikes between Rashi and Tesis. Rashi understands that 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 she is psula lekahuna is a new iser. Even as far as a kain is concerned, she is not considered a zaina. That that she is psula lekahuna is based on the pasuk of ubas kain kisia lish zor. That the pasuk says ubas kain that is nevelas to nish zor he betrumas akarchem oiseichal. She is not allowed to eat truma. From there, the Gemara and the Samaches and the Beis learns out that if she is psula with truma, if she cannot eat truma, Mikavachoimer, she is not allowed to get married to a kohen. And that is why an Aishis Yisal Shenensa is a sura with kohuna. Tesis, on the other hand, argues. And Tesis says that the reason why she is a sura with kohen is because she is considered a zaina. And even though as far as her bow, who is a Yisrael, she is not considered a Zaina, but still the Torah was Mechadish, that as far as Kahuna is concerned, even an Eishas Yisrael Shenansa is still considered a Zaina. And for that reason, she is a Surah Kahuna because she is considered a Zaina. That is how Tesis explains the Allah of Eishas Yisrael Shenansa is still a Surah Kahuna. Now, getting back to our Gemara, that we learned that an Isha that is married, that was Mezana, is Psula Lachuma, that that she is Psula Lachuma is a Machloikes between Rashi and Tesis. Rashi explains that the reason why she is Psula Lachuma is based on the Pasuk of Ubas Koyen Kisiya Lishzar Hi Betrumas Akachimoisaychal, which the Gemara and Avsamachesim and Aleph explains that from there we were out. That an Isha that was nivola leposola posla. An Isha that was nivola to someone who she is not allowed to be nivelas to. Passels her lakuna, she becomes psula lakuna. And for that reason, she is not allowed to eat chuma. The Ri, on the other hand, as Tesis brings down, argues on Rashi. And explains that the reason why she is not allowed to eat chuma is because she is considered a zaina. And as the Ri goes on to say that the reason why a Zaina is not allowed to eat Truma is because the Torah puts Zaina and Chaloa together. And just like a Chaloa is not allowed to eat Truma, so too a Zaina is not allowed to eat Truma. Now according to Rashi, who explains that the reason why she is Psula with Truma is based on the Drasha Bubas Koyen Kisiya Lishzar Hebe Truma Sakachem we find the Machloikes Harishenim to explain the Drasha of Ubaskayan Kisiya Lishzar. Tisvis and Afmemdalad Amabase explains that from the Pasuk of Ubaskayan Kisiya Lishzar, Hebrew Trumas Akachemoisechal, we learn out that Ubaskayan, that is Neveles Lishzar, becomes a Zaina, and a Zaina is a Surah to eat Truma. Rashi, on the other hand, on the Fa'ayin of an elephant, so we find in Tesvis before and after Svav on the base argue and explain that from the Pasuk of Ubaskayin Kisiya Lishzar, 
We were out that someone that was neveles to someone that is posola, they become chalolim. The isha becomes a chalola. And that is the yisoid that is learnt out from the Pasuk of Ubas Koyen Kisiya Lishzor. So too we find the Machloikes and Shulchan Aruch of Nezer Simen Vav Sevches. That the Mechaber brings down a Machloikes as far as the Pasuk of Ubas Koyen Kisiya Lishzor is concerned. Do we say that the Isha becomes a Zaina or not? Or the Isha does not become a Zaina? As the Goin explains in Afkamina between those two Shitas is as far as the Vlad is concerned. A Vlad of a Zaina is considered Pogum Lekohuna. On the other hand, if one understands that as far as the Pasuk Avu Baskein Kisiyah she is not considered a Zaina, then her Vlad, then her child will not be considered Pogum Lekohuna. Now getting back to the Ikram Achleikes between Rashi and Teisvis, that Rashi explains that the reason why she is Psula Lechuma is based on the Pasuk of Ubaskein Kisiyah Lechzar, which as Teisvis and Afram Dawadam Abbas explains is the Makar of every Zaina, that every Zaina is a Sura Lechuma based on the Pasuk of Ubaskein Kisiyah Lechzar. On the other hand, Teisvis B'Shem the re-argues, Tosfos B'Shem the Re says that 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 a zayna is not allowed to truma is because a zayna is iskish or chalala. A zayna was written in the Torah next to chalala, and therefore just like a chalala is a sura to truma, so too a zayna is a sura to truma. We find two nafkaminas between Tosfos's pshat and Rashi's pshat. Tosfos later on Av and Aleph says. That according to Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer Shita is that a ponoi haba alapnuya. If let's say an isha that was not married was nevelas to ponoi, was nevelas to someone else that wasn't married, still the locha is asa zaina, she becomes a zaina. Tesis on Avsamechtes says that is only as far as her being allowed to get married to a kayan, but as far as truma, she is still allowed to eat truma. On the other hand, Tesis and Gitzin, the Fain Gimel, and Beis argues, and says that according to Rabbi Eliezer, that Pone Abba not only is she not allowed to get married to Akain, but she is also Psua Wachuma. The Archaner and Avsamechtes explains that this Shaila, this Machlekes, between Tesis and Avsamechtes, and Tesis and Gitzin, the Fain Gimel, is dependent upon our Machlekes, Rashi, and Tesis. According to Arashi, that that every zayna is psula lechuma is based on the pasuk of ubas koyin kisia lechzar, and therefore only someone that is included in the pasuk of ubas koyin kisia lechzar is psula lechuma. And for that reason, Tesis and Avsamechtes understands that even though Rabbi Eliezer considers a pani aboa pnuya, that that pnuya is considered a zayna. Still, she is allowed to truma since she is not included in the Pasuk of Ubaskayin Kisiyah On the other hand, that that Tesis and Gitan argues and says that that Pnuya is a surah la truma is because Tesis and Gitan understands like our Tesis that 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 a Zayna is not allowed to truma is because a Zayna is iskish or chalala. And a Zayna has the same halachis as a chalala. And for that reason, anyone that is included in the shame Zayna Anyone who is considered included in the category of Zayna is not allowed to eat Shuma based on the Hekesh that a Zayna is Iskish or Chalala. That is one Afkimina. 
between Rashi and Tesis. Another Nafkamina is that that we find in Tesis later on in Daphmam Daurama base. Tesis says that as far as a Giyoyas or Meshukhrares is concerned, even though they are considered a Zaino, still they are allowed to Chuma since they are not included in the Pasik of Ubaskayan Kisiya Lishzor, which is again according to the Shita of Rashi. On the other hand, according to the Ri, that understands that the Psul Zayna, that, that a Zayna is not allowed to eat Shuma, is because a Zayna is Iskash Chalala, anyone that is included in the shame Zayna, is also not allowed to eat Shuma, and therefore Gyerus and Meshukheres, even though they were not actually Neveles to an Ishzar, still, since they are considered a Zayna, they are not allowed to eat Shuma based on the Hekish, that a Zayna is Iskash Chalala. In the Rambam, in Hochas Trumas, we find the following Chiddush. The Rambam explains that from the Pasuk of Ubas Koyin Kisiyah Lishzar Hebe Trumas HaKachem Oiseichau, we learn out that a Zayna and a Chalala are not allowed to Truma. And the Rambam goes on to explain that from the Pasuk we learn out that a Zayna is considered like a Zor. From the Rambam one sees the following Chiddush. That there is no new psal zayna, but rather the reason why a zayna is a surah tichuma is because a zayna is considered like a czar. And so too we find in the Rashba later on in the find out on a base, and so too is muchach and the Gemara and Bechiris daf memzayin amad aleph. The Gemara says if one has a kaihenes that is a zayna, her child is not potter mi pidyin haben. As the Gemara explains that since she is a zayna, for that reason, it is Paka Mimena Kedushas Kahuna Vaviyazara. Based on the fact that she is a Zaina, we no longer consider her as a Kahenes with Kedushas Kahuna. And she is considered like a regular Zara. And for that reason, her Ben still needs Pidyana Ben. Based on this Chiddush of the Rambam, we find in the Kavitzaris and Simimem Zayin, that the Kavitzaris says that with this one can answer the Kasha that the Kasa Daharsana asks. Kasa Daharsana asks the following Kasha. How could the Shivcha of a Kayan eat Shuma? Every Shivcha is a Zaina. Bokhanan answers the Kasa Daharsana's Kasha by saying as follows that according to the Rambam, one sees that 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 a Zaina does not eat Shuma is not because there is a new Isser for a Zaina to eat Shuma. Just like we find that an Orel or a Tame are not allowed to eat Truma. But rather that that a Zaina is not allowed to eat Truma is because a Zaina is considered like a Zara. Like one sees in our Rambam, as we said before. And therefore for that reason a Shivcha, even though she is a Zaina, still. Since that that a Shivcha eats Truma is not because she is considered like a Kayanis. It is not because she has Kedushas Kahuna. It is only because... She belongs to a Kayan. That is why she is allowed to eat Shuma. For that reason, even though she is a Zaina, she is still allowed to eat Shuma. Because even though she does not have Kedush Askuna, and even though she is considered like a Zara, she is still allowed to eat Shuma. Since that, that she is allowed to eat Shuma is not because she is considered like a Kayanis with Kedush Askuna, but rather it is only because she belongs to a Kayan. And therefore the fact that she is a Zara not a reason that she should not be allowed to eat truma. Neshes Kayin, on the other hand, that that an Neshes Kayin eats truma, not because she belongs to a Kayin, but rather it is because she herself is considered like a Kayanis. 
It is as if she herself has Kedusha's Kahuna. And for that reason, if she is a Zaina, that she no longer has Kedusha's Kahuna, as the Rambam says that she is considered like a Zara, for that reason a Zaina who is an Asha's Kayin is not allowed to eat Truma. Rabbi Shmuel asks the following seeming steer in the Rambam. The Rambam in Parak Aleph, Melchaz Maiser, Alacha Bey says the following Alacha. Maiser Rishon is Mutter Bachilo Yisrael. Yisrael is allowed to eat Maiser Rishon. Umutter Laachoy Betumah. One is allowed to eat Maiser Rishon. Betumah She'ein Boi Kedusha. Kwal Maiser Rishon has no Kedusha whatsoever. The Rambam goes on to say, Lofichach, therefore, since Maiser Rishon does not have any Kedusha whatsoever, for that reason, a Baslevi Shanishpe Se Shanivala Bilas Nos, for that reason, a Baslevi, that is a Zaina, is still allowed to eat Maiser. From the Rambam, one sees that that, that a Baslevi that was Zinsa is allowed to eat Maiser is only because Maiserishan has no Kedusha whatsoever. From the Rambam, one sees that according to the Shita Vermeer, who understands that there is Kedusha for Maiserishan, Maiserishan does have Kedusha, and for that reason, her mayor says that Maiserishan is also a Zorim, so too a Zaina would not be allowed to eat Maiserishan. Well, if one is to understand that that, that a Zaina is not allowed to eat Truma is only because she is considered a Zora as far as Achilles Truma is concerned, why shouldn't an Isha Shezinsa be allowed to eat Maiserishan? In the Gemara and Bechiris, one clearly sees that this halacha that a zaina is considered like a zara is only as far as a kaihenis is concerned. As far as a is concerned, even a shezinsa is not considered like a zara. As the Gemara Mbachayra says, that even though, as far as a kaihenis shezinsa we say, that a kaihenis shezinsa, her vlad needs pidina ben, her child needs pidina ben, since she was mezana. It is Paka Mimena Kedushas Kuna, and she no longer has Kedushas Kuna. By Levia, the Alacha is even a Levia that was Insa. Why Paka Mimena Kedushas Levia? She is still considered a Levia, and for that reason, her Ben is Pater Mipidian Haben. So from the Gmarim Bechiris, one clearly sees that even though a Kehenes that was Mizane lost her Kedusha, still Levia, Shezinsa is still considered a Levia. If so, why shouldn't Lovia be allowed to eat Maiserishan even if Maiserishan has Kedusha? So from here, Shmuel says that Achreinim wants to be Maichiach, that there are two separate Dinim. From the Pasuk of Ubaskein, Kisiel Ursar, that from there we were out that Azaina is not allowed to eat Truma, the Pasuk is really being Mechadish to Chidushim. As far as a Kaihenis is concerned, the Pasek is being mechadesh that a kaihenes can no longer eat truma since she no longer has kedushas kahuna. But as one sees in the Gemara and the base, the Pasek is not only talking about a kaihenes who is nivola lepasula. The Pasek is also talking about a or Yisraelis that are still allowed to eat truma because they were once married to a kain and they still have a child from their marriage. And the Pasek is telling us that Ovia Yisraelis, that were Nivu they also become Sua with Truma. They also are not allowed to eat Truma. And that, that they are not allowed to eat Truma, is not because they lost their Kedushas Kahuna. Since their Din to eat Truma is not because they are considered as if they have Kedushas Kahuna, but rather it is a Din. 
the Torah gives them a right to eat Truma as long as they have a child from their marriage with a Kayan. For that reason, that that when they are Nivel or Pasla, they become Sula or Truma, is not because they are missing Kedushas Kuna, but rather the Torah was Mechadish and Nupsu, a new Isser, that anyone that is Nivel or Pasla is not allowed to eat Truma. And for that reason, the Rambam and Hilchas Meiser has to explain that the reason why Lovia is allowed to eat Meiserishan is only because Meiserishan has no Kedusha. Had Meiserishan had Kedusha, then Lovia would not be allowed to eat Meiserishan since in the Pasuk of Obaskein Kisiel Rishzar, it was Neschadesh that there is a Psul and an Iser as well. That is how the Parshas Drochim in Derech Mitzvah Chil Gimel explains the Rambam. Now, getting back to our Gemara, our Gemara ends off that Rava explains our Mishnah as follows: Im hoyu shayu. If let's say those kaihanes were married to Israelim, they become suais minatruma de shayu. They are no longer allowed to eat truma that they were allowed to eat before they were married to Israelim. The obvious question our Gemara is. The why did the Mishnah decide to tell us this Chiddush? That an Isha that was Mezana Ba'ines is not allowed to eat Truma. By Kehanes Nesuas Yisrael, what is the Chiddush of Kehanes more than any other Ashes Ish? There was Mezana Ba'ines that she becomes Psula with Truma and she is not allowed to eat Truma. What is the extra Chiddush by Kehanes? Well, one can explain the extra Chiddush of Kehanes based on that that we find in Teisvis and Ksuvis, Daf Mem Zayin, Amabais, and so too in the Teisvis HaRosh and Kiddushin, Daf Gemma Amabais, that Teisvis and Teisvis HaRosh say the following Chiddush, that that a Kehenes is allowed to eat Truma is not because a Kehenes has actual Kedushas Kahuna, but rather it is because she is Bereshosh Salvia. Since she is considered Bereshosh Salvia, for that reason she is allowed to eat Truma. But her din ti truma is not because of her own special kedushas kuna. It is only because she is still birshosavia, and for that reason, one can say that there is an extra chiddush of kaihanes by a regular Yisraelis, as Rabochanan explains that that Yisraelis eats truma when she is married to a kain. It is because as long as she is married to a kain, we consider her that she herself has kedushas kuna. And therefore, if she is a Zaina, that she no longer has Kedushas Kahuna. As the Rambam explains, for that reason, she is not allowed to eat Truma. But as far as the Kayanis herself is concerned, that her din to eat Truma is not because she herself has Kedushas Kuna. It is only because she is by her father, and she is Rishosavia. That is why she is allowed to eat Truma. For that reason, I would have said that even if she was Mazana, she should still be allowed to eat Truma, as long as she is Bershos For that reason, our Mishnah has to be Mechadish that no, that even a Kehenes Bershos is not allowed to eat Truma, based on that that we said, B'Shem the Parshas Drochim, that besides for the Halacha, that an Isha that was Mezana does not have Kedushas Kuna, there is a second Psul and Isser as well. And for that reason, a Kehenes cannot eat Truma, even though she is still Bershos Avia. That is a Chayah how one can explain the reason why our Mishnah picked the case of Kehanes. 
We will now begin Be'ezer Hashem, the fourth parak of Yevomus, parak HaChoyletz. And the mission discusses what happens if one does Chalitza, or Yibum, to the Yevoma, and then it's discovered that she's pregnant, she's a Milberis. The ratio of the mission discusses what is the din as far as becoming oster to the craving of the woman. The din is that if one does Chalitza, he becomes oster to her craving, and the opposite as well, she becomes oster to his craving, this is a Mishnah later on in Daf Mem, that one becomes usher to the kravim of his chalutza, and she becomes usher to his kravim. And we could just add that even though we know that even before the chalutza, from the moment that the zika begins, the din is that one is usher to the kravim of his kuka, and she's usher to his kravim. This is the sugi earlier on in Daf Yudzayin, about yesh zika or ein zika. And the Gemara of there is mevur that lekuli alma, before yibam or chalutza is done, they're both ushering each other's craving. The Gemara just says that if you hold Yeish Zika, then even if she dies before either Yibam or Chalitza was done, then if you hold Yeish Zika, there remains an Isser for him to marry her craving. The Zika itself is a sort of type of Ishus, which makes him usher to her craving. And therefore, even before Chalitza, there already is an Isser. However, after he would do Chalitza, the Din really should have been that now he's mutter to her craving, because the Chalitza is Iker the Zika. And the only reason why the Maisi is Asr is because there's a Din Drabonon, which is the Sigan Dav Mem, the Rabbonon Asr, a person to marry the Kravim of his Chalutza. And the Mishnah discusses, when one is Chalet to Omeu Beres, is this Isr of Kravim said or not? Now, Taisus over here, the first Taisus in the Perak, he's Medaik in the Mishnah, the Mishnah says a Loshon of Achalet Liyevimta Venimtas Meu Beres. In other words, at the time the Chalitza was done, it was not known that she was pregnant. Only later it was discovered that she's a Milberes. Then the Mishnah continues and says that if the Vlad is Shel Kayama, that he's mutter to a Kravim. Because we find out later that the Chalitza really was irrelevant. Im ain't a Vlad Shel Kayama, that he's usher to a Kravim because of this Chalitza. Why does the Mishnah speak about a case where at the time when he did the Chalitza, it was not known that she's a Milberes, it was only discovered later? Why don't we talk about a case where at the time the Chalitza was done, we knew already that she was a Milberis. This kasha is discussed by other Rishonim as well. The Ramban and the Nemuka Yosef, they say, Urcha de Milsa Nakat. the Mishnah would make no difference whether we knew at the time that she was Milberis or whether it was discovered later. But Urcha de Milsa Nakat, the more realistic case would be when he does not know that she's a Milberis, because if he would know that she's a Milberis, he would wait for her to give birth and see if there's a Vlad Shel Kayama or not. Taisus, however, gives a different teretz. And Taisus says that there's a chiddush in the Mishnah, that even in this case, where at the time he did the chalitza, it seems to be a normal classic chalitza, and it didn't should have been that he becomes usher to her kravim. But still, since in the end, if she gives birth to a Vlad Shel Kayama, we now know that the chalitza was irrelevant, he's not usher to her kravim or to a kayin. And the Rishonim add that really the Gemara Dav Lamad Vav Omer Aleph says, that in this case we'll have to have a achraza. We'll have to make an announcement that even though this woman had a chalitza, but since in the end this chalitza really was not necessary because there was born of Vlad Shel Kayama, that's the reason why she's now mutter to Akayin. And even though there's a chashash that some people will not hear this achraza, therefore in this case where the chalitza seemed to be a regular normal chalitza, the then should be that we should make her usher to Akayin. Kamash Malan, the Mishnah tells us that even in this case she's mutter to Akayin. And then Taisus continues, as well as other Rishonim, and they say 
And in the Gemara, the Gemara starts, Itmar That's Mashim, we're talking about a case that at the time of the Chalitza, we know already that she's in Moberes. Here we speak about such a case to tell us a Chiddush, that according to Rav Yechenon, if she was Hipila, she did not give birth to a living child. The din is that this first Chalitza is valid, we do not need a second Chalitza. Here this is a greater Chiddush, that even in this case, where it would seem to be not a good Chalitza, we see that she's a Moberes, and a Moberes is someone who's not ready to be having Chalitza. Still, Rebbechanan says that when she miscarries the child, she does not need a second Chalitza. Now, Toysus continues, and he says, Inami, another pshat in the Mishnah, while he spoke about a case of Nimtas Moberes, is because of the Seifa. The Seifa where a person was Koineses Yivimtai. He did the Yibam, and then Nimtas Moberes. There, Toysus says, surely we had to be talking about Dafka in the case where at the time that he did the Yibam, he did not know that she was in Moberes. Because the Mishnah says that if she gives birth to a Vlad Shel Kayomo, then the Yavam is Chayiv Karbin. He lived with an Eishas Ach who did not have a Heter. Here surely this is Dafka if he did not know that she is in Moberes. Because if he knew that she is in Moberes, Taisa says that he is a Mezid. Mezid who Vlai Mechayiv Karbin. Deloi Shavmi Yidiyasayhu. One is only Chayiv Karbin for a Shavmi Yidiyasay meaning that had he known that this was a Maisa Aveira, he would not have done it. Here this person who saw that she's in Moberes, and nevertheless he lived with her, he's not considered a Shav Midiyosai, and he's putter from a carbon. Now the Rishayim, the Ramban, Rashba, and Ritva, they all say similar to this Taisvis, that he would not be Mechoy of a carbon. However, the Aruch Lanar points out that there's a fine difference between Taisvis and the Rishayim. Taisvis did not merely say that he's a Mezid, Taisvis adds that he's not Shav Midiyosai. And the Aruch Lanar asks that Lachar, this is Shver, because this rule of Shavmi Diyasai we use, for example, in a case where a person is a Mumar to eat Chalev. He eats Chalev intentionally on a regular basis, and then one time it happened that he ate something and he thought that it was Shuman and it turned out to be Chalev. The thing is that he is not Mechuyiv a Karbin, unlike a regular person who eats Chalev B'Shegeg, because this person, even had he known that it was Chalev, he would have eaten it anyhow, He's not Shavmi Diyasai. And therefore he does not bring a carbon. However, in this case, the Aruch says, we don't have to come on to this klal of Shavmi Diyasai. Here he definitely was amazed. He knew that she was a Moberes, and he went and he lived with her anyhow. That's amazing, and surely he's putter from a carbon. You do not even have to come on to the klal of Shavmi Diyasai. And like the Aruch points out, the other Rishonim do not mention Shavmi Diyasai. They say simply that he's considered amazed, and therefore he's putter from a carbon. And the Aruch one can take a look over there, he gives an explanation to understand what exactly is this Machoik Yisrishaynim. Now a second point that the Achreinim discuss is that Taisus merely says that he's Potter from a carbon, and he does not say that he's actually Machoyiv Kares. The Ritva, however, says, similar to Taisus, but he adds that since this person lived with a Moberes, and we know that Raiv Noshim Moberes Yoldois Vlad Shal Kayama, there's a rave, most pregnant women give birth to a healthy child. And therefore, if he went and he lived with her, knowing that she's a Moberes, he's Mechoy of Karis. Taisus, as well as the Ramban and the Rashba, they do not go so far to say that he's Mechoy of Karis. They just say that he's Potter from a carbon. In Taisus, we could medaik so even further from the fact that he has to come on to Eina Shav Miyadiyasai, that's Mashman, that he's not a Mezid Gomor, and therefore he would not be Mechoy of Karis. And the Me'iri as well, he says that this person is a Kariv Lemezid. 
It's mashma that he's not mamish a mezid, he's only a karev a mezid, because there is a possibility that the child will not be a Vlad Shel Kayomo. And the Magia on the bottom of the Meiri, he points out that the Meiri is saying, not like the Ritva, this person is not of Kareis, but he is enough of a mezid to say that he'll be potter from a carbon. And one can take a look at the Magia on the bottom of the Ritva, he discusses that which the Ritva assumes that based on a Rav, we can consider this person a mezid. Since this person knows that Rav Mubarais, Yodos Vachol Kayama, that makes him into a mezid, and he compares this to the Gemara and Ksubas Tezvav, where a person throws a rock into a group of people, most of the people are Yisraelim, and Mi'at Arnachrim, and he ends up killing a Yisrael, the, the Rishayim of there discuss whether he's Mechuy of Misa. This would seem to be telling in the same Shiloh, when a person knows that there's a Rav, Rav chances that what he's going to do is going to be Mechuy of Misa, does that make him into a Mezid or not? Now the second Taisvis discusses another important point in the Mishnah, and that is, when exactly was this chalitza done to the Yevama? Taisa says it must be talking about a case where he did the chalitza within three months of when her husband died. Because the Seifa says, that if he's kainis yevimtai, v'nimtas meuberes, v'yolda, v'zman she'avlat shalkayama yitzi v'chayov in karbin, if he does yibum, and it turns out that she's in meuberes, and the child lives, he has to bring a karbin, and this would surely only be true if he was miyavim her within three months of the first husband's death. Because if it was already after three months, the klal is that most women, when they're already three months pregnant, it already is noticeable that they are actually a milberis. And if this woman was not noticeable that she was a milberis and already three months passed, we do not have to be chayshish that maybe really she's a milberis. And if one did even at that point, and it turned out that she was a milberis, he definitely would be potter from a carbon. Taisus says he's an anus. However, Taisus goes on and asks that if this is the case that the Mishnah is talking about within three months, then why is it that if the child does not live, then the original chalitza is considered a good chalitza and he becomes usher to her kravim? The khair, if he was over this din and did chalitza within three months, it should not be a good chalitza. That's Taisus' kasha. On that, Taisus gives two terutsim, which we'll get back to soon. Now let's first discuss the first half of Taisvis. That which Taisvis says that if it was after three months, since we did not have to be chayshish that she's a moberes, he would be considered an oynes and we not be mechuyiv in a carbon. Taisvis compares this to the Gemara Shruis, which says that if one lives with a woman, shaloi b'shaz vesta, he did not have to be chayshish that she was a nida, and it turned out that she was actually a nida, he's part from a carbon, that's not considered a shaykh, that's called an oynes. And the chayim discuss over here, this Yisoyed, when one has a Rav telling him that what he's doing is Mutter, and in the end it turns out that it really was a Maisa Veira, is that considered a Shoigig or an Oynis? The Neid Behuda, in Madura Tinyana, Yeridea Simen Tzadigvav, as well as the Karen Oyer in Ersigo, they discuss this Shailah, and the Karen Oyer points out that Taisus' Raya from the Gemara and Shvuis is not so Pashut, because he says the Ramam learns differently. The Ramam learns that Gemara, is talking about in the case where she was Pirsa Nida Bishaz Bia. While he was doing the Bia, she became a Nida. That's the case that the Gemara says is called an Oynis. The Raman would hold that if she was Pirsa Nida beforehand, even though this person did not have to be Chayshish that she was a Nida, because it was Shilai Bishaz Vesta, that would be considered a Shaykh again, not an Oynis. So this Yusayt of Taisis, he says, is not so Pashat. The Neid of Yudah discusses as well whether relying on a Raiv can make someone considered an Oynis, and he says that why would it be that if one relies on a roiv, he's considered an oynis, 
And if he relies on two Edim, he's not considered a Noinus. We know the din is that if Aisha, her husband, went to Medina Sayyam, and, she, and he did not come back, we do not know what happened to him, and two Edim come and tell us that he died, and based on these two Edim, she goes and gets remarried. And in the end, the original husband shows up, we see that he's still alive. The din is that she's Mechuyi Vakarbin. We do not call this an Oynes, rather we call it a Shegig. Why would that make sense that relying on a Raiv is considered an Oynes, and relying on two Edim is not considered an Oynes? And he discusses this at length, but Al-Kopanim Taisis over here is Mashmur, that relying on a Raiv makes someone into an Oynes. Now the Taisis Hashanim on the side of the page, he says a bit different, he says similar to Taisis, but he adds that if it was after three months, he would not be Mechuyi in a Karbin. Sharei Oynes hu, the Taisus Hashanim adds that since he filed the Takonas Chacham to wait three months, and then afterwards he did Yivam like the Chachamim told him, in that case he would not be Mechuyiv in a Karbin. So the Taisus Hashanim is stressing not that there's a Rav, but rather he relied on the Takonas Chachamim, that would be enough of a reason to make him into an Aynas, and perhaps the Taisus Hashanim would actually hold that a Rav alone would not be enough to make a person an Aynas, that would still be considered a Shaygi. Now as we said, Taisus goes on to ask that if the case is that it's within three months, why is it that if the Vlad turned out to not be a Vlad Shal Kayama? Now we say that the Chalitza did answer him to her relatives, this is not a good Chalitza, like the Mishnah says, that within three months one should not do Yibam or Chalitza as well. The Gemara of there explains that since he cannot do Chalitza, we do not allow him to do Chalitza either. And Taisus assumed that this should pass with the Chalitza, the first Chalitza should be invalid and should not answer him to her relatives. And that Taisus gives two tzirutzim. First he says that since Lamaisa this Chalitza midairaisa is kosher, it's only midarabonon that it's possible, so we will consider it a Chalitza to answer him on her relatives. And secondly Taisus says that really the truth is that even midarabonon, bidiyevit, if you already did a Chalitza within three months, the Chacham did not pass the Chalitza, they didn't say that you have to do a second Chalitza, Therefore, surely this Chalitza will answer him to her relatives. Now the Aruch over here points out, why does Taisus assume that that which we do not allow her to do Chalitza, that's only Midar Abanon? We know the Klal of Kol She'ina Eila Le'yiva, Me'ina Eila Le'chalitza, that's a Klal Midar Raisa. We know the Gemara and Davchof and Meralef uses this as the Makar, the Chayvei Krisus, who are not Eila Le'yibam, are also Padr from Chalitza. Since they cannot do Yibam, they do not need Chalitza either, in other words, Midar Raisa, they're Padr. So how could Taisa say over here that that which we do not allow this woman to do chalitza, that's only Midar Abonon? And the Aruch explains, because really Midar Raisa, she could even do Yibam. It's only that the Rabbanon were chayshish, that maybe this woman is a Mubaris, and therefore we do not allow her to do Yibam. It's a chashash of being Pagea Be'eshesach. And since Midar Abonon, she cannot do Yibam, she also cannot do chalitza Midar Abonon. However, the Aruch says that still, she cannot do even Midar Raisa, because even Midar Raisa, it's a Suffolk, and maybe she's a Milberis, maybe she's an Eshesach, and a Suffolk is also Midar Raisa. So again, we should still apply the cloud of Kosha, Eina to tell us that even Midar Raisa, she's not Roy for Chalitza. And he wants to bring this as a Raya, that Taisus holds that Suffolk Midar Raisa, that which one has to be Choshish for a Suffolk Midar Raisa, that's only a Din Midar Abonon. The Rabbanim were those who were Mechadish, that doing something which might be an Isr Dairaisa, that's Osr to do. However, according to the Torah, if you are doing something which is only a Sophic, you do not have to be Machmer. The Rabbanim were those who are Machmer, and therefore in this case, we're going to call him Royli Yiba Even within three months, where there's a Sophic, she might be Mo'beres, 
Minatayra, he's allowed to do Yibum. It's only with the Rabbanon that he's not allowed to do it because of a Suffolk Dereisa. And therefore, the cloud of culture, in Eidel Yibum, in Eidel Chalitza, will also only be Mid Rabbanon. Now, the Maisa Toysis had two Terutzim. It would be mashed that in the first Teretz, this Chalitza is not good Mid Rabbanon. He would have to redo the Chalitza. Toysis just says that since Mid Rabbanon, it is a good Chalitza, he becomes Usher to recrave him. In the second Teretz, Toysis is Machadish that even Mid Rabbanon, the Chalitza does not have to be redone. And this is actually a machoikis lemaisa, the Shochanarach in Simon Kuf Samach Dalid, Sif Aleph, Paskins that if one did chalitza b'diyeved, within three months, he does not have to redo the chalitza. And the Ramah brings b'shem the Mordechai that the chalitza is possible. Since he's not oil liyibim, he's also not oil chalitza, and he has to redo the chalitza. And the Hagroisa grow over there, he explains that this is actually totally in the Tutsurutsum of Toysvis. The first Tarets of Toysvis held that the chalitza is possible with the Rabbanon. And the second Tarot said that even with Rabbanon, the Chalitza is kosher with the Eved. Now in the Hagoyi Sagro, on the side of our Gemara, he points out that Taisus really does not address directly what happens if one did Yibam within the first three months. Is the Yibam kosher with the Eved or not? Taisus would be mashma maybe that by Yibam for sure it's possible. Taisus just has a Shaila Lagabe Chalitza using the cloud of Kosher, Eina Eila Yibam, Eina Eila Chalitza. However, the Gros says not like that. He says that even if one did Yibam within three months, but the other, the Yibam is Chal. And then the Gros brings B'Shem the Yushalmi. The Yushalmi holds that even Chalitza, if one did within three months, it's Apostle Chalitza. The Chalitza has to be redone. And the Gain says this is not like our Bavli, like Taisus brought in the end, a riot from the Bavli. The Bavli holds that you do not have to redo the Chalitza. Now we'll move on to the Gemara. We have a Machlekes between Yabyechanan and Meshlakesh. About Chalitzas Meuberes, originally the Gemara held Machlekes is also by one who was kindness and Meuberes. If she was Mapil, the child did not live. Rebbechanan holds that the Chalitza is a good Chalitza and the Yibum is a good Yibum. It does not have to be redone. And Meshlokesh holds that no, the Chalitza has to be redone and the Yibum has to be redone. The Gemara says, Yibayisei Makra, Yibayisei Masvara. Yibayisei Masvara, Rebbechanan holds that we say, Yigloi Milsa Lemafreya. Once in the end we see that the child was not born, the Mafreya she was Mukhuyev and Yibam or Chalitza all along, and therefore the Yibam and Chalitza that was done while she's in Milberis is good. And Rishlakish says, Yigloi Milsa Lemafreya lo Yamrinon. Now the Rishayna over here discuss what does Rishlakish mean to say, Yigloi Milsa Lemafreya lo Yamrinon. We know that there are many cases where we find this concept of Yigloi Milsa Lemafreya. Why is it that here we do not say this klal? The Ritzva brings Rishayim his Rabbi. And then in Muk Yosef as well, they explain that Beishlokish holds that here we cannot apply Glei Milsa Lemafreya. Because Eina Chanami, if we would be able to find out that at the time the Chalitza was done, already the child was aimed, was destined to be, to be miscarried and not destined to live, then Eina Chanami we could say that all along she was Mechuyiv in Yibam or Chalitza. However, we do not know for sure that at the time the Chalitza was done, that the child was destined to die. Perhaps at that moment the child would have lived, only later on, something happened which caused the child to be miscarried. And therefore, the chalitza that was done at the moment when the child was destined to live is not a good chalitza. Rebbechanan, however, holds that if in the end the child died, it makes no difference whether at the moment the chalitza was done, the child was omitted to live or not. Either way, we say that there was a zika at that time. Now, the Ritva adds that according to this mahalach in Reish Lokesh, it's not the pshat that it's definitely not a good chalitza, rather it's a safek chalitza. That which Rishlokish says that she needs another chalitza, that's because with Chayshish, maybe the first chalitza was not a good chalitza, maybe at that time 
it was aimed for the child to live. And therefore the Ritva asks, how could Rabbi Yechanan later on ask a kasha and Lokish? From that which the Mishnah says, that this woman becomes puzzle for marrying a Kayin, Rabbi Yechanan asked according to Lokish, she should not be puzzle, because you have to do the, redo the Chalitza, the first Chalitza is not good. It's not definite that the first Chalitza is not good, it's just a Suffolk. So the Chari, we should still answer her on a Kayin, we Suffolk, maybe the first Chalitza was a good Chalitza. And the answer is based on the Gemara Daf Chav Dalid, that since the whole psal of a chalutza to a kayin is only midrabonon, so by a sophic chalutza, so the chatchila we do not allow her to marry a kayin. But if b'diavet she's already married to a kayin, loy mafkin loysomino, we are not mechayev them to get divorced. And therefore he explains that's the gemara's kasha, the mishnah's mashma that she's puzzled to a kayin, meaning b'tayrus vaday, and even if they were already married. We would be mechayv them to get divorced. That lachar is not true according to Reish Lokish, since it's only a sofer chalitza. If they're already married, we should allow them to stay married. That's the Gemara's kasha. And based on this, the Ritva answers another kasha, which the Rishonim ask, and that is, why is it that Rabbi Yechanan asked Reish Lokish, the Lashon of the Gemara is, he asked him, Am I poslum in a kahuna? According to you, that the chalitza is not a good chalitza, why does she become puzzled to a kain? Why did Rabbi Yechanan not ask from that which they become oster in each other's craving? According to Eishlokish, that the chalitza was not good, they should still be mutter be craving. Now most Rishonim answer this kasha, the Ramban, the Rashba, the Ritva himself gives this teretz, that Eishlokish could say, the reason why in the Mishnah your apostle from the craving is not because the chalitza is a good chalitza. Really the chalitza was not chal. But since in the end, she did not give birth to Vlad Shal Kayama, so there is a zika over here, so what makes them possible from each other's craving is the zika. In other words, according to the man Omer, Yesh zika, the zika creates an iser craving in both directions. And that's what the Mishnah is telling us, that there's a difference whether the Vlad is Bar Kayama or not. If the child is a Bar Kayama, so now we know that there never is any zika Bechlal, so then they're muttering in each other's craving. If the Vlad is Lav Bar Kayama, so then they're also in each other's craving because of the zika. But you don't have a right from the Mishnah that the Chalitza actually was a good chalitza, and therefore Rabbi Yechanan only asked Reish Lokish, from that which the Mishnah says, that she becomes puzzled to a kain, that's surely because of the chalitza, that's a right that the chalitza was a good chalitza. But HaKoponim, the Ritva says, that according to the Yisrael that he quotes, Beshem his Rebbe, we have another terrorist to this kasha. Because really, even according to Reish Lokish, she's a Suffolk chalitza. And Rabbi Yechanan only asked, from that which she's puzzled to a kain, like we explained, that because the din is that B'diyevet, a Suffolk chalitza, who's already married to a kayin, loy mafkin mina. However, legabi the din of psul kreivim, there the din is that someone who had a chalitza misofik, they also become possible to each other's kreivim, and that din is true even b'diyevet if they're already married, midrabonon mafkin mina, we make them get divorced. The Ritva says that he says this, he said earlier in the second parak, that even though kreivim chalitza the whole isra is only a din drabonon, still even in the case of a sofik chalitza, the Rabbanon answered, and even B'diyevin, if they're already married, Mafkinim we know, we make them get divorced. And therefore, Rabbanon did not ask Rish Lokish, from that which the Mishnah says that they're also B'kreivim, he only asked from that which, that which it says, that Paslum mina kuhuna. Now we should point out over here, that that which the Ritva said, B'Shem Rabbi, that Ibai Seim Asfara, the Pshat is, that Rish Lokish holds that here you do not say, Gloi Milsalim Afreya, and therefore it's only a Safi Chalitza. L'chair, that's true, if the Mechlaikis is based on a Svara. However, if it's based on a Kra, and Meshlagish Darshins, Uben Ein Loi Ein Alov, 
Meaning that even if she does not have a child, we have to be ma'ayin that maybe she's in Mo'uberes. And if she is in Mo'uberes, she's not really for Yibam or Chalitza. According to that, the Chalitza is possible by Teres Vadai, not by Teres The whole Hezber of the Ritzvah B'das Rabbi is only Lechara if you hold the Machlaikis as about a Svar, not if it's about a Kra. And therefore Lechara, you could have said that when Rabbi Yechon asked the Kasha Mesh Lokish, why is it that Paslam in Akuhuna and the Ritzvah was bothered by Lechara, it's Paslam Misafik, Maybe Rabbi Yechon was asking Yishlokish that if you hold that it's learned out of a Pasuk, and if it's learned out of a Pasuk, it's vadi not a good Chalitza, then why should she become Pasuk to Akayin? The Pashtus of the Dva is Mashma, that there's no difference whether you learn it out of a Pasuk or whether you learn it out of a Svara. Either way, it's not vadi that it's not a good Chalitza, it's a Sofik that it's a Chalitza. And that Lechayin needs Hezber. Because the Pashtus would be otherwise. The Pashtus is, if it's learned out of the Pasuk, and the Pasuk is telling us that if she's a Mo'beres, then it's Vadi, not a good Chalitza. And the truth is, this point seems to be totally in the Machlaikis, the Karen Oira, and the Aruch Laner. The Karen Oira says that there's an Afkamina, whether a Shlakish is learned out of a Pasuk or a Svara, that if it's learned out of a Svara, that we don't say, Gloi Milsalim Afreya, and theoretically, if at the time of the Chalitza, Eliyahu Navi comes and tells us that this child will not survive, and the Chalitza should be a good Chalitza. Because we already know at this moment that there is a Zika. However, if you learn it out of a Pasuk, the Karen Oira says, then the Pasuk is telling us that someone who is in Meoberes is not really for Yibam or Chalitza, even if theoretically we would know the future, that eventually the child won't live. Lamaisa the Torah tells us that at the state of being a Meoberes, she's not really for Yibam or Chalitza. The Arach however, when he explains Veshlokesh, he explains that the Pasuk is really telling us the same thing that the Svar is telling us. According to the Yibayisei Makra, and we would not on our own have said like the Svara, we would have said that we do say Iglai Mosulam Afreya, but the Pasuk is Megal to us that here not to say Iglai Mosulam Afreya, rather Ayin Alav, don't do Yibam or Chalitza, until we see whether the child lives or does not live. He says, Kra Vesvara Chadhu, it's really the same Svara in the end, then we could say, but that's this Shita of the Ritva, the Rishlakish holds that she's a Safi Chalutza, whether it's a Svara or a Kra, either way, the Yisait is the same, that you do not say, Gloi Muslim Afreya, to tell us that definitely at the time of the Chalitza, there was a Zika, rather it's a Safi Chalitza, and that's why Rishlakish holds that you have to redo the Chalitza. Akaparim, it's not Vaday that the Chalitza is possible, there still is it said that the Chalitza is kosher, and therefore the Ritvah had to explain what is, what is the Gemara's kasha that should be kosher to Akayin. L'chari, it makes sense that she's possible to Akayin because she's a Safi Chalutza. Akaparam, this is all one Mahalach that the Ritvah brings to explain Shittas Vesh Lokish. Why is it that we do not say Gloi Muslim Afreya? Because we're Chayshish, that maybe at the time the Chalitza was done, the Vlad was ready to live. Taisus, however, over here, in Dibar Maschot, to Gloi Muslim Afreya, he obviously learned a different Mahalach. Because he asks Akasha, why is it that here we do not say Gloi Muslim Afreya? In other places, he brings the Gemara Daf Memalef, there we do say so, and he's Mechalik between different types of Gloi Muslim Afreya. In the case where at the time a Chalais is done, we have a Suffolk, and the Suffolk is really only a Chasern Yudia, then we could say that later on it could be Nisbarer and be Megal to us what happened at the original Chalais. But in the case in Er Sugyatayse says, it's E. Efshar Leidaha Asidus. It's not possible to know whether this child will be born or not. Here in Shlokish holds that the Gleim Muslim Afreya lo yamrinan. And the Chaynim discuss that there are many cases that we find the concept of the Gleim Muslim Afreya even in this type of case where you have to know the Asidus. One could be Ma'ayin in the Karen Oyer and Ar as well as the Avni Melum in Simen Mem, Sifkat and Tess. 
Balkapanim, it's clear from Taisus that he was not learning like the Ritva. He does not say that the Pshan and Reish is that we don't say Glei Muslim Afreya because maybe at the time of the Chalitza the child was ready to live. It's Mashman from Taisus that even if in the end we know 100% that Lumafreya at the time of the Chalitza the child was not ready to live, Reish still holds that since at the time of the Chalitza it was impossible to know what will happen, then when we eventually find out that the child was alive by Kayama, it did not live, and we do not say Iglai Muslim Afreya to tell us that the Chalitza is a good Chalitza. So these are two Mahalchem to understand the Shita of Eshlokesh. Now in that same Taisvis, Diver Maschot Igali Muslim Afreya, in the end of Taisvis he asks a very important Kasha. He says that according to Eshlokesh, that Bias Mubaris Leishma Bia, why is it that if eventually she's Mapil, the child does not live, that he's potter from a carbon, just like the Mishnah says in the case where the, where the child is a barakayama, that they're mechuyiv a carbon because they were over ishis ach, shalei b'mokin mitzvah. The chayr, the same should apply even if the child was lav barakayama, but since according to Eishlokesh, you cannot be mekayim yibum, calls man that she's still a meuberes. So they were over ishis ach, shalei b'mokin mitzvah, and they should be mechuyiv in a carbon. On this Taisus answers, I'm Marie, that they're part of from a carbon, midi da havia cotton shabal yivimta yigdaila, the amar lekamon tigad lenu. The din is that if the yavam is a cotton and the yavam is a gdaila, so they cannot yet be mekayim mitzvah yivam, but they can still live together, and eventually they'll be mekayim the mitzvah of yivam when he becomes a godal. We see that even though right now they're not able to be mekayim the mitzvah, it's not called an ishus ach shleibemokay mitzvah, and they can live together. Since in the end there is a mitzvah yivam, because the child was lav bar kayama, so even though when he was bail her at the time she was in Mubaris, there was no key in mitzvah, but it's the same as Katan Shabbat al-Gdayla. The Taisa Zerush says similar, and he adds a few words. He says, Kivan di yavimtoyhi, v'chaz yala achar zman, patr mi karbin, mita dahavi yahad darminan gabi Katan Shabbat al-Gdayla. He says that she's a yavomo, and she's chaz yala achar zman, therefore the din is that they're not mechuyiv in a karbin. Now if we take a look at the Ramban, as well as the Rashba and other Rishonim, they ask Taisus' kasha as well, why is it that according to Reish Lakish, they're not mechuyiv in the carbon? And they seem to say something a bit different than Taisus. The Ramban says that Yisoyed, that even though, Bias Melberes lavsh mabiyo, to pata her, to be mekayim the mitzvah of Yibum, because the Torah says, ayin oleho, still she's not considered an Eishasach shaloi b'mokay mitzvah. And he says, because since in the end she was mapil, and there is a zika misha'a Rishayna, there was a zika all along, that's not an Eishas Ach Shalei Mitzvah. And he proves, he says, if originally at the time she was a Milberes, she was also Mishum Eishas Ach, in other words, she did not have a zika, she had an Ishter Eishas Ach, then afterwards we would not be able to say that she becomes Mechuyiv in Yibum. That's the cloud, that once she's Nesra, she does not go back to her heter, to her Din Yibum. And the Rabbi continues and he says, when the Torah says, Ayin Olov, it means Bi'iyun Ba'alma, meaning the Torah says, wait, don't do chalitza, don't do yibum. Wait to see whether she has a child or not. But not that there's no zika. And the achreinim explain, Rav Baruch Ber, and Baruch Hashemul, Simon Aleph, as well as other achreinim, they explain the Rabban like this. That the Rabban means to say, that obviously, when eventually we find out that the child was a nafel, then we say to Mafreya that there was a zika all along. It can't possibly be that at the time that she was in Mubaris, there was no zika, because if at that time there was no zika, then she was also Mishum Eishasach, it's an Eishasach which has no heter, and the din is that later on when she's mapil, it's not shayach to say that the zika now is chal, and now the Isra Eishasach comes off. 
So obviously, we do say that Lemafreya it was Nisgal, that there was a Zika all along. And that which the Torah says, Ben Einloi, Ayin Alov, the Torah doesn't mean to say that we should be Ma'ayin, maybe she's a Mobaris, and then there's no Zika. Rather, the Torah says, Ayin Alov means that even though there is a Zika, Meaning, even if eventually we find out that there was a zika all along, but Ainalov, don't do even and don't do chalitza. The Torah is telling us that at this point, while she's in Moberes, even if you do yibam and chalitza, it doesn't work. It's nachal, it doesn't pattern her. Even though we now know that there was a zika at the moment, but still a yibam or a chalitza that's done at the time that she's in Moberes, that does not pattern her zika. And like the Ramban proves that if there was no zika, then it would not be shaykh for the zika to be chal later. And therefore the Rabban says we cannot consider this that he's boiled on Eishas Ach Shalai Mitzvah because there is a Zika, meaning there isn't heter to the Isra Eishas Ach. And even though the Maisa right now the Torah does not allow you to do even more Chalitza, it doesn't work, but the Isra Eishas Ach of this woman does have a heter. And therefore you're not B'chuyiv in a carbon. And Baruch Ber explains that really Taisus and the Ramban are mashlam each other. They're making two separate points, but each one has to come on to the other. The Ramban's kasha was that there should be no zika here bechlal, and therefore she should be awesome mishameshes ach. On that he answered that there is a zika. Taisus was asking a different point, that even though there may be a zika, but Lamai said this bia is not mekayim the mitzvah of yibam, and therefore he's being bail and ishes ach in a way that has no kim mitzvah. On that Taisus answered that it's no different than katan shabal yivim toigdayla, that even though the bia that he's doing right now has no kim mitzvah, Still there's a heter to the Isra Eish because there is a Zika. So too over here, since there is a Zika, in other words, like we explained, that the, that the Mafreya, it's Niskal, that there was a Zika all along, even though right now the Bia has no Kiyum of Mitzvah Yibum, still as long as there's a Zika, there's no Isra Eish And the Rabban as well, when he explained that there is a Zika over here, and therefore there's no Isra Eish he also means, like Taisa says, that even though right now he's not Mikhaim a mitzvah lemaisa, this bia is not a mitzvah's yibum, so the chayr should be usher. No, it's no different than a katan shabal gedayla. That since there is a zika, even though right now you're not being Mikhaim mitzvah's yibum, this bia is mutter does not have an iser of eishes ach. You have been listening to the shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a daf or masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.